hello, hello, my lovely parent friends. And apparently we are still friends. And I still love saying that. And we are on episode 18 of the Teen and Tween Parenting Podcast. I am Dr. Nikki Narrett and your cruise director on this journey that we call parent-teening. And I'm so happy to be here with you. This is episode 18, which is pretty amazing because this is truly something that will continue, that it's reaching out, that I love sharing, that people have been loving to hear. But 18 also has a very specific meaning in the Jewish religion. And I am a Jewish girl from New York City, uh, sharing my time with Nome and New York at the moment. And when I say a girl, I am a 56 year old girl, but I do feel kind of, kind of hopeful and young. And luckily things are going really well for me. And um, the number 18, so in, in the Hebrew language, each letter is related to a number. And so the number 18 is a 10 and an eight, which I think is a chet and a yud. And together that means chai. <clears throat> and the word chai means life, life or luck. So when you hit number 18, it means that it's lucky and that you are living your fullest and bestest life. And so often you would end up giving donations in the denominations of 18 or the multiples of 18. So I might donate $18 to something, or I might double that and donate $36 to something. So you do double high or double 18. But I thought that's really interesting. And that means a lot that we are on the 18th episode and that I get to share a little piece of myself with you. So you know who you're listening to and where I come from. I had a pretty exciting thing happen. I got an email from somebody who had signed up for my course and there was some technology problems. Now, generally when I have issues with technology and I think I've spoken about it before, I feel pretty hopeless about it. I was just born in the wrong or not exactly the right time. Like I'm comfortable on computers, but I'm not comfortable kind of tinkering around, trying to fix things. Usually I have to ask my kids to do that. And they're not even that comfortable doing it because they hadn't been on a lot of technology early on when I was raising them a lot more now, but I don't feel comfortable with that. And so I could end up feeling kind of hopeless and discouraged. And so she wasn't able to get into the course. And I fixed it so that she can get in. And there was some PayPal integration stuff, which I'm not really going to go into, but she got in the course and I asked her how she found me. And she said that she has a 13 year old son who's depressed and she was feeling paralyzed with anxiety and worry about it. And that my last episode resonated with her so much that she decided to buy the course. Now, this woman is from Tennessee. I, I've actually been to Tennessee once. I went to Memphis. Um, yeah, I went to Nashville. It was great. But I don't know anybody who lives in Tennessee. Yet this podcast, who in some ways I feel I'm just kind of putting out in the ethos, you know, sending the vibration out there, reached its tentacles 
out to Tennessee to speak to this woman who I had never met before, but who I feel completely connected to and who I love and who I want to make sure her life and her family's life goes well. And that whatever generational trauma might have been at play, creating this worry and possibly repeating in the future, hopefully will stop. And I had emailed her just because I want to, you know, make sure that everything was okay. And I hadn't heard back. And then again, you know, my, my inner speak speaks to me sometimes not so positively, I'm completely human and said, oh, maybe she just wasn't interested. Like I had two things going, maybe she just wasn't interested or maybe the information that she got from the podcast was enough to kind of push something through so that whatever the feelings were, weren't quite so intense, uh, which I like that thought better, but, but I did have that other thought kind of looming in the background. And then I got this beautiful email that she was working on it and that she listened to the first class and that was going well, and that there was so much information she needed to listen to it again. So really, you know, she was doing what she needed to do in order to make her life go well. And I was doing what I needed to do in order to make my life go well, as well as share whatever information I have for other people. So that was really exciting. And then my husband said something really interesting at that point. He said, well, it's really great that you got this affirmation that what you're doing actually makes an impact. And I thought about it, that that, that was true, that I had gotten some affirmation and I did feel good about it, but, but that good feeling did not last very long because the second there was a little bit of doubt or there was a little bit of discouragement, I was looking for more affirmation. And so I realized that actually the support and the affirmation had to come from within me because I would never, ever get enough support to keep me able to get off the discouragement train in order to keep going. So I, I just thought that was really interesting. And I wanted to share that with you guys. <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to share is that I've been doing something called the high five habit. And it's so funny because high five has so many meanings to me. I, I was, you know, I've been a doctor for a long time for the last 30 years. And most of my early training was happening during the HIV epidemic, which I definitely have some post-traumatic stress disorder taking care of people who were at that point dying with HIV. Now people are living their lives with HIV and living them fully. But when I was taking care of people in the hospital, everybody was dying and it was, it was really stressful. Um, so high five to me also was an acronym for HIV, but this high five is very, very different. And so I was listening to the Gabby Bernstein podcast and she is, you know, a motivational speaker, a spiritual leader. I had recently read a book uh, that she had written uh, called the super attractor, like how to become a super attractor in your own life and kind of attract good things from the universe to you. And I thought that was really interesting, but she had this guest and her name is Mel Robbins, who previously had had a morning talk show, who has also written another book. And she had just published a book called the high five habit. And the high five habit is that you stand in front of the mirror and you basically talk to yourself remembering that you are your best friend, 
that you are the person that's with you all the time, that you are okay enough and that you can encourage yourself. And then she gave herself a high five in the mirror. Now she had done that during a time where she was feeling particularly low, that she was feeling upset about what was happening in her life. The pandemic had just started. Her talk show had been canceled. She had to leave very, very quickly the people that she had developed these relationships with. And she was feeling pretty bad about herself. She's completely human. And she looked in the mirror and decided to give herself a high five and to talk to that person that was staring back, that beautiful essence of a person. And she did that. And she felt better that day. And then the next day she decided to do it again. And she found herself looking forward to going in front of the mirror and giving herself a high five. And that started a whole movement. And then she wrote a book. And now I am high-fiving myself in the mirror. Now I'm a little bit woo-woo, which kind of means that I do believe in the power of the universe, kind of like, you know, boosting me somewhat, that things conspire in my favor, that things happen as they should, that I can't change the past, but I can somehow work towards whatever future I envision for myself that I can envision into the future, but I also do it in a very scientific way. So the thing about these high fives is that there's a lot of science around what the high five does in your brain. And so they've done some research with MBA teams and the MBA teams that early on gave each other lots of high fives, had a lot of physical contact, actually much more often would go to the playoffs and do well as a team and the teams that didn't, didn't. And then there was another research study where they had a lot of young school-aged children doing a project and they separated them into three groups. And the first group actually finished the project and was told that they were really smart. And then the second group, you know, finished or not finished the project, but was kind of continuing on with the project. And they were told that they were good workers, that they were determined, something like that. And the third group just got a high five. And it turns out that the third group was the group that more often actually finished the project, continued on, was excited, had a good time doing it. And it was because of the high five and what the high five means. Now, I think about like a high five and being a cheerleader, and I'm kind of the person giving you a virtual high five all the time. I am the one here cheering you on. I am confident in your ability to make your life go better. And if I wasn't confident in that, if I would jump in the pool with you, that every circumstance in your life was causing this horrible thing to happen. And that I had no hope about your possibilities. I couldn't do this job. I also couldn't be a doctor because part of how I've become such a successful doctor is actually I believe in my patient's ability to move something forward and I will fight to the end to keep giving you as much information as I have been lucky enough to get in order to have that happen for you, that I will keep moving as much as I can forward for you 
on your behalf <coughs> with the knowledge that I'll be able to do that. So what does a high five mean? It, it means that I'm giving you a vote of confidence, that you are giving yourself in the mirror a vote of confidence, that you can do it. It's also a celebration that you're amazing, that you're going to give yourself a high five. When you lift your hand for the high five, you can't think anything negative. And studies have also shown that, that you are celebrating what ever happened at that moment. It's also a validation about, I see you. I see you enough to touch my hand to your hand, that I see that you have done a good job, that I see you as a, a person. It's also a certain type of optimism, like you can do this, you got this, keep it going. And then it's also a source of action. Like you got this, keep going. So that high five in one little gesture like that can continue to move things forward. Now, the interesting part is that I love getting high five from people. I'm constantly high fiving people. I'm in the middle of a hallway right now. I've just gotten back to Nome, Alaska, and I'm back at work in the hospital. And I am always walking through the hallways, high fiving my colleagues. I just love it. And it's a simple, easy thing to do that doesn't take a lot of time. I'm not sitting there engaging in conversation. I'm just high fiving that I see them and that I know they're doing a good job and that I'm here with them and that keep going because you got this, you know, even in the face of all of the discouragement and oppression that happens for Native Alaskans in this hospital, whatever it is, that I still am optimistic and hopeful about the possibilities of the future. So Mel Robbins started this thing called the High Five Challenge, and I decided to sign up for it, and I have just like told everybody about it. And so basically, for five days, and it's free, it's High Five, and the five is a number, highest spelled out, challenge.com. For five days, you go on there, and she gives you an inspirational video, and you stand in the morning after you brush your teeth, so you're brushing off all of the crap, and then you look at yourself. And you ask that beautiful person there, what do you need today? What can I do for you today? You know, and it might be for me, it was like, okay, we're going to laugh more. Okay, we're going to relax a little bit more. All right, we're not going to take things so personally, whatever it is. But also, I am looking directly into the pupils of this other reflection of me. And I'm not looking at the lines under my eyes. I'm not saying to myself, even though it sounds really benign, you look so tired today, or wow, your hair is like bedhead. I didn't do that. And then I high-fived myself. Now I did that the first day and I thought that was really silly. Like, is that really going to make a difference? But that was the first day before I was traveling back here to Nome. And if you know, my trip from New York to here is very long. I've got a six hour flight to Seattle. I've got another five hour flight to Anchorage and then an hour and a half to Nome with all the layovers in between. And so that morning I had high five myself again. And then while I was on the plane, 
every time I went into the bathroom, I caught a little glimpse of myself and I said, hello. But I also wasn't judging myself in quite the same way. Like, oh God, you didn't put on makeup today. Or, oh my God, look at your hair. Or, wow, this is a long flight. Like whatever I would normally say to myself in that mirror. And sometimes I would even try to not look at myself in the mirror. Like I just didn't even want to be bothered. But this time I looked in the mirror and I was like, hey, Nick, how are you? And I talked to myself for a couple of seconds. No, I was already there sitting on the john. You know, you know, those plain mirrors, you like look to the left and you see the mirror. So I could talk to myself, but I found myself enjoying it. And then I would find myself going back to the bathroom a couple of times and looking at myself and thinking, hey, you, how's it going? Now it sounds kind of cheesy, but it was really enjoyable. And I walked out of that bathroom actually feeling good, which is an interesting thing on a long plane ride. So I'm gonna encourage you guys, and this is also another interesting thing is that I had a lot of feelings come up because you know, Mel Robbins, who I don't know for a long time, just for you know, this last couple of weeks is somebody that's doing something that I would like to do on a scale that I would like to get to. And I'm a jealous girl. You know, I think we all are. I think that, that we women have been told that the resource that we have is, is finite, that there isn't quite enough of it, and that we have to fight for the little bits of pieces that we have. But I'm here to tell you that the resource is infinite. There is enough out there for all of us. And so we don't have to fight over those small pieces. So here, this woman is kind of embodying some things that I envision for myself <clears throat> and doing it on a scale. Now, I don't know her journey. She's probably been through tremendous amounts. And I read her book actually from that flight from New York to Seattle. And she has been through a lot, a lot of different things than I've been through. Her journey has been different. So comparing me to her, it's like comparing apples and oranges. They're just two different things. But I was able to use that little jealousy that I feel as a possibility. That this is something that I can also achieve and that I can benefit from what she's learned just the way other people can benefit from what I've learned. So I am open-heartedly telling you to go do that high five challenge and then tell me how it goes. Now I'm on day three of her high five challenge, but I've actually been doing this for a week and things feel different. My internal self-speak is different. I am not so mean to myself anymore. I am finding joy in lots of things. Now, I really can always find the fun factor. And I think that's why, you know, I'm hopeful enough to keep going with whatever I'm doing and moving things forward. But right now, my internal negative self-speak is not quite as high and it feels pretty great. All right. I didn't know that this is what I was going to be talking about the whole time, but the reason why I'm talking about this is because the holidays are here and the holidays really bring up so many feelings for us. And I wanted to give you a little encouragement to not allow yourself 
to get sucked in the vortex, you know, sucked in the idea that it has to be a particular way, but that you have your own back, that you are confident about yourself, that you know that you are okay and that you can move things forward. And with that knowledge and with that ability, you'll be able to more relaxedly move your way through these holidays, which sometimes can feel really hard. The other suggestion that I have for you and these holidays is that if you find that they are difficult and you've got a manual, and we'll definitely have podcasts about manuals and how I think they set you up for really hard relationships, what we expect from people about what the holidays are supposed to be like, how the family is supposed to behave, who should be getting together or not, how much you should be eating or drinking or not, what you should be doing. If you have that, then I just want to give you a little little bit of encouragement and some tools that'll help you. First of all, sign up for that high five challenge. And that way, you know that you have your own back, so you don't have to worry about everybody else. And then the other thing that you might want to do is just to focus on the benign, the simple and true, honestly good things that are going on in our lives. Now, our minds, which are human minds, will always direct us towards the places where we have our thoughts and our worries. And if we have a worry about something or a thought about something that brings on some feelings that are negative for us, then we will continue to think that and then find evidence all around us. So I suggest for you, that you actually take your mind off of those thoughts and find the benign, the true, the simple things that are going on in your life that are true and are just as true as those negative things that are going on. So they could be as simple as I got up in the morning or I have use of some part of my body, or maybe I can see, or maybe I can hear, or maybe I had a nice conversation, or maybe the sun came up today. Now here in Nome, Alaska, the sun doesn't come up until 1130. But when that sun comes up, the light here is so incredibly beautiful. There are pinks, and there are purples, and oranges and yellows and reds that I have never seen like this before. And it turns out that in the hospital I work at, there are big windows and I get to look out at them and I catch glimpses of them. And then sometimes I will walk into the bathroom and now I will catch a glimpse of myself and each one of them gets racked up in that positive file that I am keeping in my brain. So for this holiday season, high five yourself, sign up for the high five challenge at highfivechallenge.com and then sign up for my course. Stop worrying now because I've got this really, really great offer happening right now. If you sign up for the course, it's half off with the promo code stop worrying until New Year's. And then you can really work on managing in your mind, increasing your mental fitness, being resilient in the face of hard things and bouncing back through this holiday season.
So if you sign up now with the promo code stop worrying at drnikkinaridan.com, then you will get half off of that already incredibly valuable course, plus all of the bonuses that go with it. So for this holiday season, you're high-fiving yourself, you're finding the benign realities, and you're signing up for my course. All right, that is what I have for you today. I love you guys. I'm giving you a high five. There you go. You got this. Bye.